Welcome to New Human Living Radio Show, bringing you powerful interviews to awaken the power in you. Learn more at newhumanliving.com. And now your host, Les Jensen. No, really, really, it's okay. You can share your secret with me. Nobody's listening. Think about the worst thing that you've ever done that that perhaps brings the biggest shame or guilt that part of your life you'd rather forget. You can tell me. Come on, nobody's listening. You know, here on planet Earth, we've really made quite the karmic tsunami. Humanity is, has brought atrocities to humanity. Humanity inflicting pain and suffering on humanity for quite a long time on this planet. And we as humans listening to the show now, if we were to unfold the chapters, the incarnations of our soul on this planet, we probably have some blood on our hands. I'm really excited for tonight's show. The topic tonight is transparency. There's nothing to hide, and there never has been. And our guest tonight is Brooklyn Rain. We're going to bring Brooklyn on in just a minute, but let's go back to the 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 blood on our hands, metaphorically. There's a curious thing, I think, that happens to our human psyche, and that is we get pushed out of our intuition. We get shut down out of our intuition, and when our intuition shuts down, our ego steps up and says, hold my beer, I got this. In other words, I suggest the vast majority of humanity is running their pretty much their whole life from the viewpoint of their ego because in intuitively they just don't get that much information and when you watch a karmic tsunami happen in the 3D world watching mainstream media or or whatnot and the ego wants to feel safe. The ego wants to feel like it has some sense of control. And when our intuition shuts down, there's no other information to base our life on. No wonder our egos are running the, the, the show. Maybe what we're really doing here is suffering from a gigantic case of ego overdose collectively. Well, I'm really excited for tonight's episode. When when we talk tonight, just just keep in mind that no matter what you've done in the past, there's a there's a thread of consciousness even in the darkest of the dark that leads back to source consciousness. In fact, the the notion of a, a, a galactic, a, just an absolutely gigantic hologram of infinite potential that all of it, all of it stems from source consciousness. There's no consciousness outside of divine consciousness. You can't escape divine consciousness and have consciousness of your own. There's no... It, um, all consciousness that exists comes from source consciousness. So there was no time when we were not divine, even though the the narrative, the what played out was perhaps the ugly of the ugliest. We chose the souls to come here and, and get lost in the karmic tsunami, and it's time to to reclaim ourselves to cleanse ourselves to reawaken our intuition reawaken our 
our knowingness, not the ego knowingness, but the higher consciousness knowingness of each and every moment. I think we're going to have plenty to talk about, so let's get to it. Again, the topic is transparency. There's nothing to hide, and there never has been. And again, our guest is Brooklyn Rain. Brooklyn is an intuitive channel, cosmic heart oracle, and quantum healer. Through her diamond sun crystal structure, she is... She assists humans to return their original divine blueprint combined with their Christos template, allowing a fuller embodiment of the I Am Presence and Unity Consciousness. Perfect. What a great topic for this episode. You can learn more about Brooklyn at her webpage, seedofconsciousness.com. Dot com. Please join me now in welcoming Brooklyn to the show. Brooklyn, welcome to the show. Hi, thank you so much, Les, for having me. This is very exciting, and um, I'm really looking forward to uh, unfolding more about what, what this transparency is. <laughs> well, I like it. You know, in in the galactic supermarket... Um, we have wet cleanup planet Earth. I mean, <laughs> there's a big mess here on planet Earth, and I think it's pretty obvious to many, many people that humanity is going through the deep scrub cycle. The the rototillers digging up our our junk, the junk in the trunk. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what I really like about your modality, though, I mean, that last sentence, allowing a fuller embodiment of the I am presence in unity consciousness. Um, how, how do you perceive um, the rank and file human being on this planet as it relates to the I am presence in unity consciousness? Yeah, great question. So, you know, my my understanding through my own spiritual awakening and journey of the last um, eight years or so, I'd say, uh, has been really this um, this desire, right? This desire to embody more, you know, of my God self, of full, you know, self realization. And I am presence. And, you know, I think we hear it in so many different ways, right? We hear about people saying this ascension time and uh, this period of humanity is going through right now is all about embodying heaven on earth and, um, you know, in the golden age of ascension and, and embodying more of our oversoul technology. And, you know, and there's so many different ways in which one can describe ultimately, I, I feel like very similar if not the same thing and which is to your point that you were sharing at the the beginning of the of the show the intro to the show is that you know this this desire to move outside of of the veils of illusion you know come come out on the other side into the clear understanding and remembering of ourselves as the individual expression of source that we are, right? You know, beyond the human suit, beyond this human incarnation and all the glorious things that that brings and opportunities, right, for expansion and growth to, to embody this, you know, higher, higher self, this higher presence of ourselves um, and identifying ourselves as source. So, um, you know, what better way to, to assist ourselves in, in that than to acknowledge. And I feel like, you know, through the different guides and beings and, you know, that come into my meditations and in my daily practice, they all suggest the same thing in that, you know, for us to be able to embody this, you know, sense of heaven on earth or our I am presence and dissolving that egoic mind um, and, and coming back into the, 
you know, the feeling center of the heart is by bringing home and embodying and bringing back into a sense of wholeness uh, all the fragments of ourself that we've fractured off through different experiences. You know, you mentioned karma, right? Through these different experiences that we chose to, whether consciously or unconsciously chose to participate in, we, you know, we collect density, we collect emotional density and we collect um, physical density and spiritual density and, and, and. And so, you know, part of our ability to, to come back into this greater embodiment of our I am presence and back into this sense of wholeness is, is truly by saying, okay, I'm going to shine the light uh, upon myself and within myself, and I'm going to slowly but surely through, uh, you know, a myriad of, of spiritual tools, uh, bring back these parts of myself that were kind of left in these fields of density and these coordinates of density, I'm going to bring them back. I'm going to embrace them. I'm going to bring and embrace every single part of myself uh, with the same level of unconditional love and compassion and, and embrace as I would the most honored and cherished and highlighted parts of myself. Um, and so, you know, how best to do this well, there are probably lots of different ways, but since we're talking about transparency this evening, um, you know, the, the different beings and collectives of light that come in to, uh, to assist and guide me along this path point to transparency as being one of the most powerful ways to be able to do this. Um, I probably went off on a little tangent there. <laughs> You, you follow a human around long enough, they're going to show human traits, not a problem. Yeah. The, uh, well, I mean, a lot of times, um, I mean, guilt and shame, guilt and shame are extremely powerful judgments of ourselves, shame being the tribe judging us and guilt being ourselves judging us. If we have mm-hmm. blood on our hands, so to speak, I mean, um, like Adolf Hitler is is portrayed as the great evil, and yet there's these this these realms of higher consciousness where these beings, these deities, have unconditional love for us. I mean, is is there really any realm where? Unconditional love says, well, wait a minute, that's just too damn dark. We can't go there. <laughs> I, I am not in awareness of this. I, I will say that there, you know, I've um, connected and communicated with different councils of light. And there's certainly, uh, you know, there are certainly acts of uh, that a being or a collective of being, you know, choose to participate in where they, you know, are given an opportunity to um, in in some way or another, uh, you know, I I can't think of another word to really use for it that's coming to me other than atone for their their choices, right? They they have different um, spiritual lessons of sorts to, um, to undergo, to come back to a place of, um, you know, light and, and unified consciousness should they choose, right? So there, you know, there is this level of um, galactic um, beings and light beings that, that do intervene so as not to... Um, harm, you know, the greater, the greater good. And, and as we often hear and know, there was a period of time until I think really within the last um, six or seven years, maybe eight years, where, where the planet, planet Earth was actually, you know, sort of gridded off, if you will, to some extent from creating any massive impact on the, you know, on the rest of the universal system and the all that is. 
we were gridded in a way to where, you know, we, we needed to, to kind of cr- get to a, a particular point where the ascension cycle really kicked off to where we could be reconnected to the universal grid or some refer to it as, you know, the God realm grids again. Um, and it was sort of this probationary period from my understanding of it to where um, because of the, some of the nefarious acts of, those who don't necessarily have humanity's highest and best interest at hand um, created the environment where, you know, the layers and levels of consciousness, you know, continue to plummet and different acts of warring and technologies of, you know, some, some of which like nuclear weapons, et cetera, were being used. So, you know, there are ways in which there is sort of like multi- Versal multi-galactic, um, you know, uh, law and order being kept, if you will. Yet it's always, to my understanding, and I don't recall a lifetime or an experience where this hasn't been the case, where these higher, you know, beings of consciousness, it's all through the law of one, unified consciousness, unconditional love and compassion, and, you know, in an effort to keep the, you know, the the flow of that, um, you know, in motion from my understanding of it. Well, I've, I've heard similar things in that, um, like perhaps during the cold war and whatnot, that, um, people just couldn't push that big red, couldn't prevent themselves from pushing that big red launch button, which would have started a nuclear war. And that, um, although the the human personas, the egos on the planet, had chosen to initiate a nuclear exchange, that indeed there was higher beings that stepped in and said, "Excuse me, but no, you don't get that opportunity." And and we, like you said, we were quarantined, so to speak, from our from our. Uh, <laughs> inability to understand what we were about to do kind of thing. Um, and I, I, there, there's a curious thing that, that the human persona has, and I'd, I'd like to get your thoughts on it. The notion that our soul has an intention for our, our life, and then we incarnate, Go through the veil, and now we can't remember the 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 soul aspect of ourselves. Our our egos are really given free reign in our own personal life to choose as we will. How does um how do, how does the soul navigate a stubborn bullheaded ego? I mean. <laughs> And I'll, I'll throw myself in the fire. I got the cosmic two-by-four cracked upside of my head, and I'm pretty sure that was my soul saying, you know, if you keep doing what you're doing, um, you're going to miss the boat. How does how does free will play into the, a person's life as it relates to the intention that the soul had for the incarnation? Yeah, that's a great question. And as you're... you're you know, formulating that, um, I'm getting a lot of different interesting, uh, downloads on it. And so, you know, I, th- I think we can all, you know, all that are at this place of, of either, you know, well into their, um, awakening or even if we've just started right there, I call it sort of our divine alarm clock, right? So I feel, and what I've, um, understood and um, continue to, um, you know, receive downloads on is that we do in fact have a specific blueprint um, and a different, you know, series of things that we've uh, agreed to to carry out when we come in here, and on so many different levels, we, you know, we bring in a certain amount of collective um, density and karma to to unfold, so to speak, and play out in certain ways. We bring in, of course, through our choosing of our biological, um, you know, family lineages, 
you know, we uh, agree to um, very specific assignments within the, you know, the transmuting of, of certain ancestral patterns and densities there. And then we have our own soul, you know, suitcase that we bring in, um, you know, from, from different uh, timelines and such that, um, you know, that we bring in to, to experience and, and play out in different ways. And um, so, so I do believe that, that that's the case. I think we have lots of different assignments of different collectives of multidimensional collectives. And, um, and then, you know, and we come in and of course there are some that come in awakened and um, sounds like it would be a fun journey, <laughs> but most of us um, come in and we forget, you know, we absolutely forget But and along the way, and as I review my life, because I didn't really begin to awaken until I was 38 years old, so or 37 maybe it was. Um, and, you know, as I reflect back on my, on this lifetime, it's very clear that even though, you know, the personality forms, the ego forms were being very much molded by our parents and, you know, their unprocessed um, stuff and societies and all these different archetypes, you know, and false archetypes and da-da-da-da-da, right? All these different things that are assisting in this, the, you know, the, the formation of, of our um, human experience here. We're still, you know, it was very evident upon reviewing it many, many times. It's, it, there's this, there is the soul that's kind of bringing us along. Like the free will makes different choices, but there's, it's very evident that the soul is playing a role in all of it too, kind of carrying us to these, you know, through these and to these kind of pivotal places along the journey, making sure that, you know, we have, we experience some of these bigger, um, you know, whether they be traumas or they be, you know, positive experiences and, 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 you know, and then, but it's being run through the filter of the personality and the ego, um, you know, to a large degree. And then I believe that we put a series of um, divine alarm clocks in place along the way. And it seems as though uh, a fair amount of us need to hit the snooze button <laughs> uh, many times, many times along the way. And so it, I haven't met too many people on this journey of awakening that had some like very easy, smooth sort of transition into, and just a curiosity about spirituality that, you know, that kind of put, you know, brought them into to their awakening. It seems like most of us choose to kind of reach a, like a, you know, a pinnacle of suffering or have, you know, like you said, get hit by a, you know, like a big wave or tsunami to, to kind of wake us up. And I, and I called it the day that the divine alarm clock, um, the snooze button broke and, you know, or the surrender point, right. Where we get to this place where it's like, okay, the higher self, the soul, the oversoul, they all decided like, okay, you've had enough of the sleeping. It's time to, it's time to get started here. It's time to wake up. Um, so I think, you know, I think it plays out very uniquely for, for everybody. Um, but it's, but it is evident that, you know, we are, it's, it's, it's a combination for sure of free will, the ego, personality, the soul and the oversoul. I like that. Well, there's, um, there's a lot of energy coming onto the surface of the planet. Um, and as this energy downloads, so to speak, into our, um, into our bodies, into the collective, um, it, for a lot of people, it, it can um, feel very fatiguing, very disoriented, very, I mean, they want to just curl up in a ball and, and want it to stop. When we talk about cleansing the persona, cleansing, um, uh, in other words, taking advantage of this upheaval in our psyche, taking advantage of, 
of all the feelings that are getting stirred up, how how can we um, frame or what kind of context can we put that in to help our ego understand that if we show up even a little bit in a in a, a proactive way, we can really unload a, a lot of energy out of our psyche that no longer serves us. Yeah, that's a that's so true. It's you know the the beautiful uh, news is that to your point, it, it doesn't take nearly as long to transmute the density as it has to you know take to accumulate it all. And so, you know, I just finding whatever combination of daily spiritual practices that, you know, feel most resonant, most comfortable, and most, you know, um, kind of nurturing of this whole process of the releasing of those densities and, you know, whether one wants to just think of it more of just energetic densities accumulated or karma or the combination of it, um, you know, it's, it's just a matter of really, well, that's interesting. Okay. I'm getting the message, which I don't know why it's not the first things out of my mouth because certainly it's something that comes in over and over and over again. You know, this is where the, we, we have to sort of take the ego and say, okay, let's, you know, let's take a seat over to the side here. You're going to become my sidekick versus, you know, the, the, the main player here. And um, and really rely and kind of dive into this unwavering faith, trust, and surrender, right? This faith, trust, and surrender that, you know, when I show up with an intention of releasing that which no longer serves me and bring in, you know, more of my light, more of my I am presence, or however one wants to, you know, more of my God self, that's exactly what is going to take place, you know, little by little, bit by bit, sometimes big by big, to your point, you know, sometimes we can have one meditation experience that clears out, you know, an exponential amount of, of density and that felt sense of heaviness. So it, it's just really a matter of, of trusting the process and knowing that, you know, it's absolutely possible and to your point there's so much support right now and there's so many solar plasma energies constantly coming in and um and so many different beings and sort of this unseen uh divine support that is all around us and here to to truly assist us in this whole process um it, it, it's really just a matter of consistently making a point of showing up, you know, just like showing up to go to the gym, to stay healthy. You know, this is the same kind of practice. Well, now, um, when we were talking before the show, uh, we were talking about um, having a a download part of of the the show tonight. can you um, first describe the process, and then, if if you want, we can have a, a a download with you. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, basically, it's it's a, a meditative transmission or a download. Um, different. Uh, light languages and sounds often come through in this, um, as well as channeled words, and it's and it's and energy and lots of different you know light frequencies and um, and codes will come through. So uh, you know we'll we'll close our eyes, we'll drop into our heart spaces. And um, and see what the universe wants to bring through. And I always set an intention of calling in the greatest healing miracles capable of manifesting here and now in accordance with the highest divine law and order. So 
uh, it really helps to get the ego out of the way and to bring forth whatever's, you know, aligned um, with the highest and best of everybody that's participating. Well, the floor is yours. Do it. Okay. Okay, beautiful. All right. So inviting everyone to close your eyes, uh, taking some nice, nourishing, deep breaths, dropping into your heart, and just setting a clear intention in this moment. Perhaps your intention is to release any felt sense of suffering or dis-ease or trauma and to bring in, in replacement of it, more divine light. So whatever your intention is, just taking a, a brief moment, connecting into the present moment, connecting into our hearts, and allow yourselves to receive. And as we do so, calling in now this radiant waterfall of pure diamond white light, feeling it coming through, cascading through, down and through the center of your body, radiating through, clearing, cleansing, and activating, nourishing, bringing forth whatever is appropriate in this now moment for each and every one of us, feeling this diamond white light coming through. Ariusan Ariusis Urusukariani Anaria Sataria Sinku. Feeling this light flowing through and all around you. And as it comes down into your heart space, it begins to bring forth the invitation, bring forth the invitation to come out of any felt sense of fight or flight, coming out of any felt sense of contraction, and coming into this grand and spacious place of loving support and light. And as we do so, feeling the presence of many beings of pure source light gathering around and assisting us in further opening our hearts. And as we open our hearts up, bring forth the invitation to let go, let go of any old stories that are playing out, any self-limiting beliefs, any emotions, whether they be of guilt, shame, judgment of ourselves, judgment of others, grief, anger, whatever it may be, letting it go with the assistance of these many beings and this beautiful radiant flow of diamond white light, allowing ourselves to let it go. As now we feel this frequency of divine transparency, divine clarity pouring down and through. Aria Saturu Sukuruanyemi. Ayantai Shisukushanina Ariata Ashukuru Anyani opening up bring forth this conscious awareness that it is safe to allow ourselves to bring into the light, to bring into our embrace, and to bring into this field of pure diamond white light, unconditional love, any and all fragments of ourselves that we have previously deemed unlovable. Any and all stories, any and all roles that we've chosen to play, whether it's in this lifetime or previous lifetimes, calling them home here and now, 
knowing that they are absolutely worthy of unconditional love, embrace, and compassion, that every single fragment of ourselves throughout all space and time are worthy of our embrace, worthy of bringing back home. And as we welcome these parts of ourselves back home, we allow ourselves to disengage and disentangle from any of the density, from any of the pain, while simultaneously bringing home the wisdom and bringing home the gifts that were left behind in these experiences. Feeling the flow of this coming through, allowing ourselves to further open our hearts and to further allow for these fragments of ourselves to come back home. Feeling the freedom and the sovereignty when we allow ourselves to come out of that sense of fear, of guilt, of shame, of hiding. And we come into the full embrace, letting go of the stories and letting go of the power that we have given away to valuing what other people feel and think about our experiences. Coming back into a greater embodiment of the God-sovereign-free creator beings that we are. As we sit and we breathe and we release, feeling this radiant flow now of this pure golden Christ light flowing through, coming through and bathing us. This golden illumination pouring through and into our hearts, down into our solar plexus, otherwise referred to as our divine purpose center. And as this golden light of resurrection and rebirthing flows down and into our solar plexus, begin to further allow ourselves to disengage and let go of any and all patterns of fear, judgment, guilt, and shame of ourselves and all others. Having a greater and clearer lens of higher consciousness and perception, knowing that these frequencies of fear, guilt, shame, and judgment are all a part of the separation matrix and the veils of illusion. They are a part of the human experience. And yes, they've brought us great lessons and wisdom. And now it is time in this age, in this period of time where we're calling our pure God essence back home and releasing these programs and releasing this entanglement so that we may flow freer through our beautiful ascension of here and now. Ariasa Shekiosuni Ani Watariase, Ishtu Kuriosan, Anyani Atariasata, Uryu Kurusan Tarian Santir Shakurosani, Anya Arya Uru. continuing to magnetize and transmute any and all densities that we, as the God-sovereign free beings that we are, are choosing to let go of in this transmission of here and now. Letting go. As this beautiful light flows through our bodies and out our feet, 
We are now grounded through these diamond threads down into the crystalline diamond core of Mother Earth, Sophia Gaia, feeling a sense of groundedness, grounding all that has taken place through this activation and transmission of here and now to be grounded into Gaia, sending out an invitation into all of humanity and all that is. As we now come back into our heart spaces ever so gently, begin to bring your awareness back into your heart, back into this now moment. And so it is, and so it is, and so it is. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Sometimes you don't realize the the density in your psyche and your personal energy persona until you draw in that higher vibration and then what was uh, previously undetectable becomes um, much more apparent. So that was beautiful. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. Yes. They wanted to bring forth that gentle, yet very high vibrational and clear light so that we have the opportunity to see what is there to, um, you know, to, to bring home, so to speak, and, and, and or to relief. So I'm glad that was your experience. But, and if, if people haven't experienced this before, the... Our egos want to plug everything that we experience into some kind of meaning. We want to assign some kind of value to it. And when we have an experience that we don't have any history with the symbols, like words from languages that we, quote, don't understand, unquote, if, if I were a monk in, Amer- in, in uh, English culture, and I go in a cave and I meditate for 50 years and I turn into a ball of white light chanting um, um, God be with me now, God be with me now, God be with me now, etc. And then I reincarnate in a Zimbabwe tribe and um, I hear the words God be with me now that there's no way to cross connect that. So when we hear when we hear language and words that don't we don't understand in this lifetime, it doesn't mean we don't have a history with it. And to chant God be with me now, even though we're in another culture and the words might not have meaning, it resonates with those lifetimes that it did have meaning where we were connected with source consciousness. I just wanted to put some context to that. Yes, I love that. That's beautiful. And yes, and and so, you know, um, some of these frequencies that came through in the transmission, um, you know, they're not meant to even be interpreted, right, through um, any sort of linear communication. They're, it's more a felt sense and they directly connect into um, our heart technology and our feeling sense um, and activate, um, you know, DNA within our uh, dormant DNA, I should say, um, and, and crystalline aspects of our cellular water and our technology that are awaiting for these different light codes and frequencies to come come in in the here and now and to further assist us in this awakening process. So I absolutely agree with you. It's just another way of saying, you know, we hold the um, history of our, um, you know, Akashic records within every cell of our body. 
and different sounds, different frequencies, different things are here to assist us now in awakening that and bringing it back online. Nice. Well said. Well, I mean, if we look at the history of humanity, the notion of taking on the I am presence, the, the notion of re-embodiment of source or unity consciousness, how do you perceive that in a, in a human persona? I mean, because uh, if we were to snap our fingers and poof be the embodiment of unconditional love, what how would that be different? I mean, what are we striving for here? Yeah, I think it will be a little bit different for each person as, you know, we're unique individual expressions of, of source here. And, you know, we all have created and kind of collect uh, collected along the way of our individuation as, you know, of, as source. Um, all different types of um, technologies and aspects of our own unique blueprint. And so I feel like, you know, for each of us, we're here to embody, um, well, not maybe not for each of us, but possibly for each of us on this this phone call right now, we're um, maybe more focused on that, that desire to bring, you know, to embody our I am presence, to embody our, our God selves, right? And so um, I think, you know, for each of us that will, that will present uniquely, um, I feel that there's certainly the more and more, you know, along the path each day that I ask to release all that no longer serves me and bring in more of my divine blueprint, more of my light, I can go from that intellectually understood, you know, concept of embodying our I am presence and our personal Christ itself to a greater, you know, sense of embodiment of it, you know, transitioning along the way from something that's understood by the mind or thought to be understood by the mind to this, this greater sense of embodiment and actually living, you know, the frequencies of, and um, I can say, you know, I reach these different, stages along this this journey and I think to myself I have such overwhelming gratitude for for the level of expansion of unconditional love and compassion and the freeing of you know and the, the freeing of judgment from my my perception and I think oh you know maybe this is this is where it ends you know maybe this is it and if it is wow I you know I feel so grateful and then, you know, lo and behold, it, another wave comes in, and you, and you realize, geez, I really have no idea. <laughs> right, yeah. You know, I, and, and really, I wake up every morning and realize, gosh, I, I know nothing, because the more we expand and the more we evolve and the more we release the density and bring in more light, light being wisdom and massive, you know, amounts of information and consciousness, the more we realize, oh, my gosh, like, there truly is, like, infinite, infinite amounts of this. And, you know, and we've experienced, you know, uh, only a fraction of it, or it seems that way. Oh, sure. Well, I, th- I think our egos assume that our egos are going to be there when we fully embody unconditional love. And we're really kind of moving out of the ego space, the linear space, the symbol space, and we're moving into a non-linear, non-ego, non-language, non-language type of environment. And um, how can we kind of, what can we tell our egos to just chill out and let go? I mean, because where we're going, the ego doesn't have any um, uh, context to plug it into. 
And I think sometimes that slows us down because our ego wants to keep measuring the new ground and drawing up a map and all this crap. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's so true. Sorry to mean to interrupt you. Oh, yeah. Yes. No, I agree. I feel like it's it's one of those things. It's like the more and more we we let that go, right? The more we come into this place of greater self-love, the the less and less the ego has to really do because so much of, you know, of the embodiment of that unconditional self-love is just being in the pure acceptance and, you know, and in the pure um, presence of, of your own consciousness and, you know, and, and your own consciousness being in the full connection of all that is. And so the more and more you come into that embodied state, the less that there is for the ego to try to prove or try to, you know, receive response to, because you're just, you come to this place of just great, um, greater and greater uh, peace and neutrality and, and just presence, you know, and, and it's just the, the ego just continues to slowly, slowly, slowly sort of dissolve into the background. And of course, you know, as a human and being here and, you know, uh, participating you know, in this, this human experience, um, you know, I, I feel like at this particular point in time anyways, it, there is a certain level of, of benefit to, you know, to the ego, but that's for reminding us to, you know, to eat and reminding us to, you know, cross our T's and dot our I's type of thing. And, or to show up to the carpool line to pick up our children, you know, right, and, and yeah. to, to go to the, you know, things of this nature that are still part and very much part of the human experience and until they, until it's not any longer. Right. So, but you know, the, and the more and more and more, um, you know, we, we show up in ways of releasing that, right. Just releasing what, that which no longer serves us bringing in more of our light, you know, the lesser and lesser and lesser that, that role of the ego, you know, is there. And the less of this collective mind chatter that, you know, that you interface and the more actual peace and silence. And so it's, I feel like it's just, you know, beautiful process, um, and I think that it's actually quite beneficial that it doesn't all dissolve in one fell swoop because then I think, you know, we'd end up on a park bench. Um, <laughs> similarly to Eckert <laughs> Tolle, not that that doesn't sound fascinating and, um, and beneficial in so many ways, yet, you know, many of us here are you know, really meant to, to be guides and, um, you know, share our journey and our process and the different things that come through so that we, we allow and, you know, work together as the unified team of humanity that we're, you know, moving towards being. And so um, I think it's, you know, that's where the ego comes into play um, you know, somewhat of a, a helpful role so that we can continue to bring and assist and help those that are just now in their awakening process, right, and are, are looking for community and ways of, of being able to have some tools and such to navigate through it. Well, well very nice. Um, an hour can go by pretty fast, and I want to make sure <laughs> the audience knows about you and your services so can you share with us the services you offer and how our audience might engage those services thank you for the opportunity certainly so um you know the the easiest way to um reach me would be through my website which is um www.com 
seed, S-E-E-D, of consciousness.com. And um, uh, there are lots of different opportunities and ways um, that uh, we can explore things together. Uh, One would be to meet in a private session, um, but there are also lots of group opportunities and community building opportunities too. I do um, host a daily breathwork um, container where there's basically Monday through Friday for 75 minutes similar to what we experienced tonight in the transmission, but uh, quite a bit more elaborate. And um, for that, that 60 minutes of time, you're, the group is engaged in this rhythmic breath, which is called the breath of resurrection. And, um, and I'm being um, a conduit to channel a transmission, taking us on a, uh, on a soul retrieval journey um, in essence. So, but that's one way of participating. And there's a beautiful community of about 30 to 40 people that participate in that. So there's a membership on my website for that. There's, you could do private sessions. There are different uh, courses and series of, um, of different transmissions. There's one, um, a six uh, series or six um, session Series that are pre-recorded on activating your divine blueprint. Uh, there's one on divine forgiveness. Uh, another one on transparency, which we spoke about tonight. And then right now, I just started a live one. Started tonight for the next um, now five Wednesdays to follow on divine neutrality. So there's usually something always kind of coming up and going on. <laughs> Oh, nice. Well, Brooklyn, I want to thank you for being our guest tonight. I've thoroughly enjoyed this episode. Thank you so much, Les. I have too, and I, I sure appreciate and am grateful for the opportunity to to have fun together like this. We've been talking with Brooklyn Rain, and the topic tonight has been transparency. There's nothing to hide, and there never has been. It's a, it's a curious thing when we talk about our divinity and we talk about where we're going, so to speak, the return to source. It's pretty obvious to everyone that humanity is going through quite a bit of upheaval, and so it's people like, like us that can kind of sort through the the storm, sort through the chaos, sort through the the um, the new information and to bring it into our bodies and ground it and and when we can stay grounded, when we can stay connected in our bodies to our own divinity that brings a sense of peace for others when when high energy consciousness comes in. Not ground it can be chaotic for people. Many, many people are um proverbially curled up in a ball because there's so damn much energy, damn much so much consciousness that's being downloaded to humanity. So I want to thank you, the listener, for showing up for humanity. You've joined us with this episode tonight. And that shows you've got some skin in the game. That shows you have some intention. You have some intention for reconnecting with a deeper sense of yourself. And you've shared your attention tonight in this episode my pleasure, it's my passion, it's my purpose to help you understand the immense, really bottomless, endless um, power, just raw power of your consciousness, of your persona. You are divinity incarnate, and there's really no limit whatsoever as, as far as where that can take. 
always a pleasure. Thanks for joining us tonight. Until next time, thanks for listening. This has been a New Human Living radio broadcast. You can raise your own personal power with Personal Power Fundamentals Home Study Course at newhumanliving.com. Thanks for listening. This is the smell of the leftover tuna fish sandwich you left in your lunchbox over the weekend in a wimpy trash bag. Wimpy, wimpy, wimpy! Blech! And this is the smell of that same sandwich in a hefty, ultra-strong trash bag. Hefty, hefty, hefty! Ah, <sighs> smell the difference? Hefty Ultra Strong has Arm & Hammer with continuous odor control, so no matter what's inside your trash... Hmm. You can stay one step ahead of Stinky. And for bigger jobs, try the superior strength of hefty large black bags. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.